Yeah, rock, man. Rock. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so all the way up till 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. We will take you here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you hear that, Brady? A little uh, bass trigger there. You know, so they call it uh, when you hear the uh, bass drum and you hear like a boom in the background. Yeah, it's called a yeah. bass trigger. You know, a little hey, music you know stuff. You hear that here. boom in the background? It's called a bass trigger. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you know yeah. that? When you, you hear that? that boom in the back, <laughs> it's a bass trigger. This yeah. effing guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. So let's get into uh, some agenda stuff here uh, in the NFL. We all agree that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP, right? I mean, it, it's, it's pretty much <laughs> well, a wrap. I think he's going to get every single vote. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, he should, right? It, it, I, I would think so. I mean, it seemed now the odds would say, and Brady was kind enough to copy and paste a bunch of odds and send them over on the notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I try to make night. my notes look longer that way, <laughs> so I just copy and paste everything. Copious. And so um, so the odds would indicate that it's it's a it's a wrap. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, heavy favorite to win the MVP. Um, unfortunately, though, uh, it will not be, as it appears, a unanimous vote for Aaron Rodgers because uh, Hub Arkish, who's a longtime NFL reporter, been covering the league for a long time uh, based out of Chicago if I'm not mistaken uh, he was on with Parkins and Spiegel uh, yesterday and talked about why he will not be voting for Aaron Rodgers I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your, your team and your organization your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player it, it, has he been the most valuable on the field yeah you could make that argument but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than than Jonathan Taylor or uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady and and so from where I sit the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice do I think he's going to win it probably you know the, the, a lot of the voters don't don't approach it the same way that I do others do who I've spoken to um, but one of the, the, the ways we get to keep being voters is we're not allowed to say who we are voting for until after the award has been announced I'm probably pushing the envelope by saying who I'm not voting for um, but we're, we're not really supposed to reveal our votes so there it is uh, Brady Quinn uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, not getting a vote from uh, Hub Arkish uh, longtime NFL reporter for yeah being a cool jerk. man yeah cool for being um, a jerk. yeah for for and, and well in his opinion I, I guess yeah. I guess all the players around him and people within the facility and everyone else you know who probably know him better I I would guess right than, yeah yeah seems like NFL it. Reporter. I, I would think but this is the problem with the entire process. Is you have someone who you know a just kind of let the cat out of the bag of who he's not voting for. If I had to guess, he's going to vote for Jonathan Taylor, which is goes against you know part of the the rules of having a vote. It's not giving up who you're voting for before the vote takes place. Uh, but he's showing his hand, if you will, in this whole scenario. But it's more the fact that now we're incorporating this same sort of like humanitarian award yeah. into what is supposed to be only viewed based on what the player does on the field. Thank you. It is just – it's the problem with the MVP vote. It's the problem with the Pro Football Hall of Fame votes. I, I, I'm sorry to say this, and, and, and people think this is, like, hypocritical because I'm a part of the media now. I don't give a rip about anything, all right? Take away the voting rights for some of these media members. I'm sorry because I, I really feel like we're I getting agree. to a point when this is their opinion about something – we should be like, okay, we're just going to take away that vote because your opinion doesn't matter anymore. Yep. If you're not able to watch what's happening on the field and purely base it off of that, which is 
what the most valuable player represents, not what they're doing from a humanitarian standpoint or community service. All those things are great. Many players do it. Aaron Rodgers has done it. He's helped out a ton of small you know, businesses, done a bunch of other philanthropic things. But this guy, because of the quote-unquote situation with how Aaron Rodgers went about communicating his vaccination status, because of that, he now calls him a jerk. I mean, this is, this is the entire problem to me with the voting process for a bunch of different things, but just our society in general. Like, we're now talking about this, too. Like, this dude's opinion should matter just because he's written or he's followed the NFL for a long time. I work with like people like that, too. And I think we're getting to a point where it's like, all right, can we just move? Can we find someone to replace him? There's a lot of young, talented journalists out there. Can we get some people who aren't going to act like this and, and then abuse the privilege yeah. of having an MVP vote? That, <laughs> that's where we're at right now. It's the arrogance that comes off of them. Like, what do you know about what the fan base and what his teammates and the organization went yeah. through? Uh, it's like, you don't have to be Superman for those people. You have a vote. <laughs> vote for the the person. Like, it's subjective. Watch what's going on. See who's leading their team the right way. And <laughs> if you're basing your opinion of what happened in the offseason on what's going on in the season – I just that's ass backwards to me. I mean, how 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 is that not confusing? It, you know what it is? It, they pretend like they're gatekeepers. No, nah, no, nah, you want to get in here? You got to be nice to me. You you got to. Uh, that's like, dude, I, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to the boss. I don't. I'm not interested in having a conversation with the secretary or the guy that's that's running the front door. Can I talk to the person behind the scenes that I really want to have a conversation? Yeah, that's doorman. all it is. That's all it doorman. is. Doorman. Yeah, and, and so doorman. You, you get these doormen who uh, who want to hold uh, hold these guys' votes Give hostage. Give them this tip. Get out of the and, way. Yeah, like that's it, and that's this is what this has come down to. Here's the other part that that Hub Arkish said on on the show with those guys during the interviews he said you know i mean uh yeah it looks like they're gonna win get the number one they're the number one seed in the nfc but what if you know his decision to miscommunicate and represent his vaccination status would have cost him what if that chiefs game would have been the make or break dude even if he was vaccinated he still would have had to miss the game like that that's not like the whole point is you don't what? like the fact that he that, that he fooled people uh, allegedly into thinking he was vaccinated by using a different term. He still would have had to miss the Chiefs game even if he was it vaccinated. It doesn't matter if you like the person it, it, or not. Crazy. That's the bottom line. Like you still have to stay subjective in what your approach is. Like the, he he clearly made it a thing that he has a personal tie emotionally as to why he doesn't want to vote for I Aaron Rodgers, I, I think that that's bush league. If you ask. that 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 erodes the credibility of what it is that takes place when you hear people come out and say things like that. It's ridiculous. I I think you should be you should have to have the ability to compartmentalize your feelings with what the actual job is, and the job is who's the most valuable player in the NFL, and you can't tell me that you come away from this season with any other name other than Aaron Rodgers. It's why the odds have shifted dramatically. It's why uh, as as they be, get featured on uh, during the NFL season, you're watching him and seeing him make throws and go, damn, that guy's good. And and the fact that he's actually doing all this post-COVID vaccine, uh, whatever they want to, you know, the, the fiasco that that was and people getting upset about it just shows you how great the guy is. You may not like his approach to COVID. Bottom line is he's the best 
best player in the league this year again. Uh, I was actually going to say, like, one of the things, him doing a weekly interview, too, with Pat McAfee and, and A.J. Hawk and all that is he has been as open and as transparent as he ever has been. This all goes back to the media not doing its job in the first place and not following up and asking, you know, if it, when, he was, when he said he was immunized, like, what that meant. I mean, literally, do you know how many countless examples there are of the media like throwing some fuss about what was said or a soundbite? And really, in reality, there should have been a follow-up question. There should have been someone who asked another question. It could have been to Bruce Arians in regard to this entire Antonio Brown situation, which the more we learn, the more we realize why he's still on the roster is because there might be a case there of something that happened in regards to an injury he was dealing with. And so now I'm not saying it, it, it justifies how he acted when he left the field and all of that, but it might justify a little bit to some degree the frustration that he was having with all of it. And maybe there's a little more to that story as to what he was being asked to do and what wasn't happening or what wasn't being communicated. That all comes in part because we didn't get enough follow-up questions. We didn't get enough follow-up questions with Aaron Rodgers in the first place. Whose fault is that? It's not Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't need to tell you everything about his personal health information or what he's choosing to do or putting in his body. That's a privilege for you to be able to get that information from him or if he wants to share that with you. No different than it would be for anyone else, whether they're a celebrity or not. Like, that's what I don't understand with all of this is this is all based upon his personal decision of how he wanted to handle COVID. And now you've got a guy who's got an MVP vote that's condemning him for it. Like, get off your high horse, D-bag. Like, honestly. <laughs> I mean, imagine if they pulled the curtain back on some of these people that be fi- finger-pointing oh, at, at everybody. Oh, God. I mean, let's let's take a look at what, what could hold you back from getting a vote. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's take a look at that. Let's let's break down We're your, your accolades. How about right? that? How about it? I mean, I, I just I, – I agree with you, and that's – you know, that's why I got into media was for these very reasons is people build their own assumptions, do their assessments, and, and they make it personal. The moment, the moment someone in the media makes it personal when there's no need for it to be personal, like I could get if you guys have a personal back and forth relationship, right? If the exchanges that you have are based upon a personal relationship and, and connection and how you do your job, that's a little different. But if you don't know someone and you're talking about that person from the the angles that you know them and you're writing things about them and you're reporting things about them and you're saying things about them and you have no idea who they are outside of the information that, that you've created based off of what your personal feeling of it is, I just I don't I I I've never agreed with that approach to to media. It, uh, just be a person to a person. If you if you want to get the real feel of who someone is, then as Brady said, take the time to talk to them. Don't don't already have your assessment and your assumption already thought out and it's already you already come to your conclusion. Before your story's already written, you're just looking for the quote. You're closed off. Yeah. You're closed off to any type of creativity or or openness to the learning about the people that you're actually writing about. It's just irresponsible. And and listen, 
for a time, it made sense because it was the only way that people got information was from the reporters. They dictated the storylines. They had the power of pen, the power of typewriter, the power of the microphone. And that's okay. If you get something wrong because you have so much volume of what it is that you're doing, it, it has to be okay because that's just what it is. But as it applies to where we are now and all of the outlets that people have to to put their own picture out there and paint their own, you know, give their own words like what Aaron Rodgers is doing this year, it makes people like this look like they're curmudgeons. It makes them look like they they don't protect the professional integrity of what it is that they do. And that's that that's not okay. And and here's here's the part about it too. If he would have come out and said Look, I'm I may not be a fan of Aaron Rodgers, but that has nothing to do with why I'm voting for Jonathan Taylor. And then lists reasons why he thinks Jonathan Taylor is the MVP. Not reasons uh, why emotionally, yeah. personally but, but why if, I won't if, vote for if, you. If he can point to this team was different when they relied on Jonathan Taylor and here's why. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like, okay, well, at least he's keeping it on the field. I disagree. I think Rodgers is hands down the MVP, but at least he's keeping it on the field. He didn't do that. Well, this guy's a jerk. It's by default, right? It's like whoever gets MVP votes from me, it's by default because I don't like what Aaron Rodgers did as a person. Uh, Okay, you guys know a lot more famous people than I do, but I've I've, bumped into some famous people. You know how many a-holes there are? that are out there, but I don't look at them and go, well, that guy's a jerk. I don't think he's a good actor or, or a good... No, like, I, I'm not here to, to to have any sort of a conversation about who they are as a person. Are they good at what they do? Yes. <laughs> All the other stuff doesn't matter. That's not hey, the purpose of the job. I remember I was on the red carpet in New York. I was I was working as a, 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 a reporter for... Who was it? NFL Network. I, I forget who it was, but they were introducing the, the new season of, of sitcoms and all all of the actors were there. Yeah. It was a who's who. And I saw, I won't say their name, but I saw the, and I saw the person and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Are you excited about the launch of your show? The dude looked at me. Okay. I said, dude, I gave away, dude. Uh, the person looked at me like, you peasant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> why are you, why would you even ask me a question? And then one of the, <laughs> One of the people that was with the cast asked, "Who is he?" Like he looked at, he looked at, he said, "My God, I don't know." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's the guy? You don't have to give his name. Oh, just, no, uh, hey, just what's his initials no, and his Twitter handle, no, and we'll I figure it out from there. But, it, but it's just funny. Like I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, like if you treat your fans that way, how do I mean? How do you treat people in and general? Just, like you know, you are there for oh, a media man. press situation. But but I don't look at the guy. Like I just saw him on the show the other day, right? And I just it re, it replays in my mind every time I see him. But it's like I, I'm not sitting there like he can't act. The dude is a dope actor. Like yeah. really really good. But I don't like him as a person, you know. But I w- I wouldn't, you know, change the channel because I don't like 
how he treated it's me. It's just strange, man. I don't know. The whole thing's strange. If you're but, good, you're good. Yeah. Some, and some people Doorman. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, there you yeah. go. Doorman. <laughs> there you go. Here. Here, here are the he's keys. He's not a doorman, though, so that kind of sucked yeah. that he's like really good and he treated me really God, bad. I can't wait know. to find out who it is during the break. <laughs> uh, was was he an actor on the movie Liar Liar? Uh, was he on the movie oh, Liar Liar? Oh, was it? It's yeah. possible. Coop? Okay. It's wow. Possible. Unbelievable. That's messed up. Jeez. Uh, up next here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, one of the hottest rumors from years past is back. NFL, college, it all ties in. We'll get into it right here on, on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. How do I, Jonas? Yeah. Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Thanks, Radio. LeVar Arrington. Yeah. <laughs> Brady <laughs> Quinn. Ha. Jonas Knox yeah. with you here on FSR. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. are going to have uh, later yeah. on in the hour, we have yeah. got uh, another edition yeah. of the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. We're going to hand out some midweek ah. awards here. Uh, we also have a rumor that we need to get to uh, in the world of the NFL and college football. Uh, but I do want to address a little bit of a um, something that was thrown out on uh, Twitter. Uh, somebody is saying that... Uh, we should try and use our influence to get Justin Cooper verified on Twitter. Mm. Um, I'm not verified on Twitter. So I'm not either. I'm hating on Coop. Like, I, I, don't even I'm get not. me started. I mean, about Br- this. Brady, why don't you make this happen, man? You got enough pull. Come on. You got I actually stroke. am taking a hiatus from uh, Twitter and social media. I, oh, I, usually, good. every year it starts off. Uh, I just I, I try to alleviate any ability to be like living in that cesspool that is the social media good these for days. You. Listen, so. I, I post. Plus, I'm also concerned. I could say anything that could get me deplatformed at this point. Yeah. Mm. I mean, God forbid you say something that someone doesn't like, and then you just suspended from twitter altogether so but twitter is like uh you know uh, I, I go in there it's like to go food i throw something in and then i'm out just throw out hey, here's a show and then i'm out and just uh, it's try all to negative it's all sensitive yeah. people it's all cowards i'm over uh, it uh, coop, I, I really am coop how can you not get verified you're an actor like you're a yes. celebrity like why can you Jonas, not get verified I, I, I don't know. I have submitted so many times that now they've got when they, they stopped it for like a year and then they brought it back and they have all these requirements. And first of all, so we, like, and I, and I feel like I could be verified by two separate things. I could, you know, there's the acting, and then you, you know, I'm also on a national sports talk radio show yeah. on like over a hundred and two hundred affiliates every day of the week. So I don't understand. <laughs> anyway. With acting, there's a requirement that says you have to have like a certain number. It's like 50 uh, credits on your IMDb page. How does that make any sense? There are like soap opera stars that I've been on one thing their entire career, just that soap opera, and they're verified. Uh, the like actors on Modern Family, for example, they've been on that show for like 15 years. They don't have 50 credits on their IMDb page, and they're verified. I mean, I- Coop, I'm on your IMDb right now. It looks a little light. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I, I'm upset. seeing. Look, if you, know, you if you count like the episode numbers for like shows that I was on, it's well over fifty. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was on certain shows I mean, for a period a of time, and I couldn't do multiple things while I'm on a show. 
Uh, take I a mean, breath. Yeah, like, take I'm, a breath. I'm Coop. looking it's, at all this. I mean, it's going to be know, okay. Uh, General Hospital, Boy Meets World, uh, Liar Liar, uh, ER, Full House. I mean, look, there's some hits there. Uh, there's definitely some I hits. Mean, come on, Liar Liar is one of the dopest movies ever, and he's like the main dude. Yeah. He's like, the thank you, LeVar. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. Yeah, yeah. You're the main dude. And can't get a verify on uh, on Twitter. What a uh, bummer. I, and, I, I don't and, know. And, Bra- and Brady won't help you out. I, I don't want one. Who I, cares? I man? don't want one. Honestly, man. Like, who cares? Listen, I've said it on the air. Twitter can kiss my ass. Do you ass. think anyone driving to work right now gives one iota about anyone being verified yes. on Twitter? Yes. I don't think they do. I, I promise you, because they'd rather think about that than whatever they're going to do right look, now. Look, this We're is. We're trying to entertain, man. This is the reason I care, because I want to interact with, like, if. Brady, if if I didn't know you, if I didn't like fill in as as producer sometimes, you didn't know me, and you said something on Twitter and I replied to it, you're not even gonna read it. You're not it even gonna see. Hey, here's a yeah, news right. flash, Coop. Yeah. I don't read that yeah. crap anyway, pal. Yeah. I, get the only Coop reason verified. the only reason I ever even got Twitter in the first place is because about eleven years ago, we had some media consultant come in and talk to the Broncos, and they said at the time they said, look. Whether you want to be involved or a part of this or not, you should get a verified account because that way people can't speak for you. And so they can't impersonate you or take over a Twitter handle and make it seem like potentially you're saying these things when you potentially aren't. And so that was the only reason I even got one in the first place. Again, it's a cesspool. It's a terrible thing. If, if look, Coop, we know each other. You can get involved. I have a foundation. You can all, people can get in touch with me through my foundation. You don't need a Twitter platform to engage because that engagement, it's not worth it anyway. Yeah, but it's like the Rolex of social media. You know, everybody wants that that Rolex, Brady. They want that verified. If you're not going to help Coop out there, at least give him some Broncos but, tickets. Well, I mean, I don't tell you, well, but I mean, you bring up on. a great point, Brady, because earlier in the show you thought that this this weirdo I, suck I didn't at Coop that. was me. No, 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 no. no. I didn't think that. I just asked you what your Twitter handle was. Yeah, that's all, right. <laughs> that's all I asked. Well, if yeah. I was verified, you'd probably know. Hey, you know what? Uh, <sighs> hey, you know what, Coop? Uh, listen. Trust me. I don't search out anyone's Twitter handle. <laughs> I don't care enough about it. Yeah. I mean, like, again, that's just my perspective. You obviously feel different oh. about it. <laughs> oh, I mean, you I could go on say. Getter. Hey, you could go on Getter. That's where uh, Joe Rogan's at now. That's after he got deplatformed. Getter? What is oh, that? Yeah, so that's the, uh, the right-wing... Yeah. Uh, Right wing. Is that like a hockey See, site? No, here's how it's being pitched. Because it was like a former, I guess, Trump advisor guy who started it. It's now everything's just right wing. It's it's really just a platform where like people are being sens- you know, deplatformed from it. Like uh, That's what it's become. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast this is the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, 
what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. 15 minutes from now, uh, we will hand out our midweek awards, the good, the bad, and the ugly here on FSR. So uh, make sure you stick around for that. Um, Let's go ahead and uh, just dust off an oldie but a goodie here. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. Jim Harbaugh rumors back to the NFL. All right, we are back. We are back. One win over Ohio State, and it is back, folks. Uh, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic reporting that he is hearing rumblings from both the NFL side and Michigan that Jim Harbaugh may be tempted to leave Michigan to go back to the NFL. Uh, so here we go, Brady that's, Quinn. That's creating more job stability I mean, at, listen. At Michigan. You know, why not, right? I mean, you know, may as well. Uh, Bruce Feldman, uh, your buddy, Brady, a former uh, colleague, Bruce Feldman, uh, with the uh, the news there on Jim Harbaugh, the rumblings. Feldy. Yeah, I think there's some connections, obviously, to the Bears. You've heard some of those rumors as it's anticipated that Matt Nagy is not going to be the head coach moving forward. Obviously, we know the Raiders are looking for a replacement uh, there in Las Vegas. And, I I mean, (laughs) the bottom line is, Harbaugh took a you know took a ear cut last year, heading into this year. So there's a couple things at play here. Is this a leverage play for him to get some money back from Michigan after doing something that they haven't been able to accomplish in a long time? Win a Big Ten, beat Ohio State, get to a college football playoff, you know, or is he concerned about potentially moving forward being able to replicate that? Right, Aiden Hutchinson's gone, David Ajabo's gone, two of their best players on defense, Daxton Hill as well. He'll be leaving. You look at their offense, you've got a number you know, a couple of pieces moving on from there too. Maybe there's some concern there that, you know, he's worried about being able to replicate that and it's just gonna continually being this well, he beat Ohio State once, but that was kind of it. You know, it's just that memorable season. That combined with the fact that we've already seen Mark Davis give John Gruden 10 years, $100 million. I mean, that's a lot of money, yeah. and it'd be hard to turn that down. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it, you would have thought it was stability at that point. I mean, I would have thought that, obviously, if all the things didn't come out about the emails, John Gruden would probably still be there, at least the way this team has continued to fight and so forth to remain you know, in the playoff hunt. So there's a thought that, you know, maybe Mark Davis is someone who Jim Harbaugh likes, They've had some conversations over the past year. Maybe that would be a landing spot. Or Chicago, which, again, um, has been talked about. Um, There's some history there, too, with Jim Harbaugh. So, you know, it never surprises me because I think the NFL, it's easier nowadays than having to deal with college kids, really even high school kids with this NIL stuff and everything being the wild, wild west right now. And the money could be just as much, if not more, than what he's making at Michigan. The timing of it is what I think is odd. Because, you know, this is coming off of what they just did. And, and I get, like, obviously he wasn't going to, you know, potentially look at NFL jobs until the season was over. But it really puts Michigan in an awkward spot. I mean, it's after the early signing period. And so you've maybe got some kids who would want to jump ship, hit the transfer portal. And it's almost after kind of the hiring cycle where, I mean, unless they hire from within, which maybe they'll end up doing. Maybe it's Josh, Josh Gaddis. Maybe it's... Uh, Mike McDonald, who they hired as their DC this year, 
there's just there's a lot of moving parts to it, and I just feel like he'd be putting Michigan in a really bad spot after finally getting to the pinnacle of at least the Big Ten this past season. It, it just it, it feels odd. It feels like he's you know some might say he'd be leaving Michigan on a high note, but it almost feels like he'd be kind of leaving Michigan a little bit high and dry too with where he's brought this team now and the timing of which we're now where he'd go to leave to take one of these jobs. I mean, maybe I'm wrong in that assessment, but that's how it feels right now. You can't be wrong in that assessment because it, it would be a contradiction to everything that he's built in terms of culturally speaking as a coach. And, and if you're going to have real accountability, you're going to have it for a place that you played, that you have a healthy affinity for, a healthy respect for, and that's what what Michigan represents to him. I, again, this transfer portal you mentioned, it's totally changed everything. Because now, if if after having a season where you have finally, you have, after all this time, you have finally built up to doing what everybody has hoped and expected you would do, which is beat Ohio State, which is win the Big Ten title, to just walk away from it now at this moment, I think it would be done in a different manner if we were to take it seriously. Now, it may be a negotiation ploy, but if he were to truly think that he were going to leave, if he were truly to leave, it would totally debilitate. It, it, it would be a massive destruction of Michigan football because that transfer portal would be full of whatever good players they had going to other places because they would not most likely want to stay under the circumstances of who they're going to bring in. I don't know what type of coach they would bring in that would offset that, but as it applies to a coach that represents their school, name another school and coach tandem that represents the the, the connective tissue that Harbaugh and Michigan has. I mean, that's like – that's your dream job. Yeah. He said that as much. That's his dream job is to coach where he played. Now, I know he played for Chicago, but is that really is that really worth upping and leaving uh, what you've been able to, to now build up to in, in terms yeah. of where you are now? Jonas, would you want him in Chicago? I mean, you've been a lifelong Bears fan. Uh, I, I don't know I'm, I'm not bringing that about. up to joke. I'm just – I'm seriously asking. Um. Yeah, I, I think it's int- – look, he's the only coach in the history of football who's coached in the NFL playoffs and the college football playoff. Guy can coach. Everywhere he's gone, it's worked. So if you're an NFL team like the Raiders or the Bears, you absolutely take that call. I just – It takes a while, though. I, I know. Would people be patient enough to allow Harbaugh the time to be able to build – because that's what it is. He's a builder. He builds up. He builds teams. Would they give him the time to build Chicago? See, I, I think that there's this feeling with Harbaugh. People kind of took what he did in San Francisco for granted. The, the 49ers are terrible. They were awful. Alex Smith's career, they, like he was being labeled a bust because it wasn't working. And not only did it work, it worked right away. Alex Smith became a better player. They went to an NFC title game. Colin Kaepernick uh, uh, and and then went to a Super Bowl. It worked so fast. 
I just don't see it working that fast in Chicago unless he thinks that, that he can bring in somebody who would get the most out of Justin Fields having competed against him at Michigan. I don't know. But if he was going to take one of those two jobs, I think the Raiders are a much better spot. Uh, if they if Derek Carr is going to be there, I think the Raiders are a much better spot than Chicago. Did, did they go to the NFC Championship game the first year? Yes. And then it was the second year and, was when they went to the Super and, Bowl, and they, right? And they lost in right. overtime the first year. The first year, right. they lost in overtime to the Giants. The there was Giants, that fumble. Yeah. And then I think the third year, that also was the NFC title. Wasn't that yeah, against they lost the, the Seattle? I mean, yeah, that, that was that rivalry they had with Seattle. Yeah, yeah. that ain't happening in Chicago. I, like, it's just it's not that's not happening. So I just don't know that there's going to be the patience. And, and well, if if Rogers isn't there next year, that kind of opens the door, doesn't it? It, it, I mean, it we does. We don't know what's going to happen in Minnesota. But I just I, I look at it and I go, this feels like maybe it's Jim Harbaugh quietly saying like, uh, you know, I I took a four million dollar uh, you know haircut last year. You know, leverage. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe throw me a little, a couple bucks here. You know, I, I, I got us to a playoff. I, I don't know, man. I mean, go back through and look at Michigan. The first year he got there, he won ten games. He did win what the Citrus Bowl. Like he, I mean, the first couple of years he won twenty games. Mm-hmm. I mean, he turned it around kind of right away. Stanford's the only place where it was like a slow build. I mean, even San Diego, that you know, he took that over, went seven to four, then goes eleven and one, eleven and one. Yep. I, I just maybe he's able to build it quicker than you think. Or turn it around quicker than you think and work with what they have? But what if he's not? See, no, I, I get it's always, that. Yeah, see, it's like if you expect that, then it almost makes it even worse if he if it takes a little bit more time. I mean, well, especially that, considering – I mean, you're going to be firing Matt Nagy and he's going to have a winning record as a head coach. Yeah, and he was 12 on and the way four, out. 12 and 4 his well, first I mean, year. I, I, don't, I don't see – I don't foresee, but, you know, Harbaugh having any mishaps – off the field like Urban did, but I mean, look at how quickly they judged Urban. Which job would you, if you were Jim Harbaugh's agent, Raiders or Bears? Which job you taking? I'm taking the Raiders. In that division, with the potential yes. of what you have to deal with for the next Justin they, Herbert, maybe Aaron Rodgers, com- and maybe Patrick Mahomes. They were tops early on. They're competitive. I would take them. I mean, I, I like Chicago's defense. I, I like some things about I Chicago. Mean, here's the awful part, all right? Here, here's the reality. If you stay at Michigan, you've got a ticked-off Ohio State <laughs> team you got to deal with next year, right, after all that's been said. If you go to Las Vegas, you're dealing with, you know, a division that, to me, Denver's like a quarterback away from being a playoff hunt. Obviously, the Chargers, and then there's KC right there, too. And then if you go to the Bears, like, you're praying to God Aaron Rodgers leaves. Yeah. Otherwise, you're dealing with that. Like, it's kind of – you're kind of hoping another team gets involved. Like, you're kind of hoping, like, hey, maybe Jacksonville looks kind of more attractive now. I, I, maybe. Hey. Uh, by the way, Ew. maybe that would be low-key the best. I just thought you of go, that. You, you did? Because I was just and thinking then, of that, too. I swear, like, Ew. at the same time you started going there, I was like, oh, my God. If he was ever going to get one up on Urban Meyer, he'll never be It'll able to do to it in college. Just take over the Jaguars. Oh, my God. That's the here's, move, you know why man. it would never happen? Because of Trent Baalke. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so yeah, if you're Sean Conn and you really want Jim Harbaugh, you got to ask Trent Baalke, and that opens the door for that scenario to play out. But no, he left the San Francisco 49ers because of Trent Baalke. So <laughs> trust it. me, Trent Baalke's whispering in Shad Khan's ear like, hey, the Bears and Raiders don't know what they're doing, right? That would don't be, be looking at Jim Harbaugh. That would be a hell of a hire. Oh, man. That would be a hell of a hire. Oh, damn it. That would have been great. Uh, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Some midweek awards for you right here on FSR.
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, Coming up top of next hour, uh, we're going to throw out some uh, theories. Uh, There's a bizarre situation that is taking place in the NFL. We're each going to kind of throw out a theory as to why it's happening. Uh, That's yours coming up here uh, 10 minutes from now. Right now, though, it is time for something we do on the show called this. There are some good things that happen. And there's some bad. And then there's some downright ugly things. It's time for Good, Bad, and Ugly. And for the good this week, uh, LeVar Arrington, what do we got? I'm going with we're, we're almost there five days away from the national championship game. And we're talking about all these coaches. So I'm going with the good. Nick Saban, uh, somewhere close to this this time, this day. 15 years ago, flew into Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You made the comment, what? Worked out pretty good. Uh, yeah, it worked out pretty worked well Worked out so pretty far. good. So I'll say that it's worked out pretty good. And whether win or lose, which, man, if he wins another one, I mean, it, the, the gap gets so much bigger. So the good, Nick Saban, great for, for college football. Uh Great coach. One of the best ever. So I'm going with Nick Saban. Uh, I've got the bad this week. Uh, My bad goes to the bad takes that were floating around after the uh, college football playoff games. Brady and I talked about this yesterday. The idea that just because we had a couple of blowouts means that we shouldn't expand the playoffs is one of the dumbest takes that I've heard in a long time. Uh, It's like the NCAA tournament. If the Final Four involved two blowouts, nobody's going, well, we should scrap all the other games. No, the opening round games are what people get excited about. Listen, uh, some of these uh, lower seeds may not have a chance, but they might have a chance against each other. And the idea that we're just going to dismiss the entire uh, playoff expansion because of it doesn't make any sense. It's a bad take. There's too much money involved. That's also a, a factor in all this. Uh, so that is my bad for the week. Uh, Brady Quinn has got the ugly this week. I've got the ugly, and, and I could go a lot of different directions. I mean, look, it was ugly the way Antonio Brown left the New York, uh, excuse me, left the Tampa Bay Bucks when they're playing the, the New York NFL. Jets. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's what we assume, although yeah. he's still technically yeah. on a roster right now. Yeah, he's Go living on. pretty, but this thing could get ugly, yeah. especially considering some of the information coming out about the fact that he's got an ankle that needs surgery, at least according to one specific surgeon that's speaking out on his behalf. So things could get ugly there in Tampa. Things could get ugly in New York, too. I feel like we're getting to a point where Joe Judge, well, he said, hey, if we go out there and we lay an egg, I deserve to be booed. It could get pretty ugly then for a Giants team that kind of already packed it in, it seems like, for the season, maybe for Joe Judge as well. But really, finally, I think in Jacksonville, that's where things are going to get ugly. It's going to be interesting to see how Shad Khan handles what is going to be a quote-unquote clown show that's showing up this week for their season finale versus the Indianapolis Colts. Many fans of which donning clown costumes, (laughs) T-shirts, which have his signature mustache as a part of that. So in Jacksonville, really in the NFL, it's going to get ugly for a lot of teams in Week 18. Now, do you guys think that some of these players on these bad teams have already planned vacations for after this uh, Sunday's game? A hundred percent. Already, like that's not even that's not even debatable. <laughs> ready already, bu- already booked, ready to go, bags already packed, booked. ready, ready to rock. Done. Right, good for them. Uh, all right, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Hour three next year on FS.